Yo, this is Mateo, and you are listening to Night Pills Podcast, an experimental platform where I get to tell stories about travels, movies, books, characters that arouse my curiosity. I also get to tell your stories. If you got one, I'm your man. Follow me on Instagram at nightpills.podcast and get in touch via the email you find over there. Send me your stuff. Let's establish a connection. For an optimal experience, I recommend to listen to this in the evening, possibly with headphones. That's it. And now, sit back and relax. I got a job opportunity for you, says Maya by a chat. We met in Hawaii in 08, when I was going from couch to couch across Oahu, Maui, and Kauai. Couch surfing. For a few nights I sleep on a bunch of yoga mattresses in Sherry's Yoga Studio in Lihui, Kauai. Then, one morning right before a class, she says, I want to put you in touch with Maya. Okay, I say. She's a good friend of mine. You two will get along, and you'll be more comfortable. So I end up crashing at Maya's who's renting a part of a big house owned by a family of Hawaiian farmers somewhere in the North Shore. I never see them. It's like a one-bedroom plus an outdoor patio where I sleep on a rolled-up foam mattress under the stars. She's a vegan, so for like three days my diet is almonds and chia seeds soaked in coconut water. Every morning she gets a bunch of fresh coconuts right from the tree in the backyard and cuts them with a 20 plus inch machete. Just saying. Today we go hiking. I'll take you to a cool spot. She says one morning while I'm still half asleep. It is a cool spot. In fact, it's stunning. Napali Coast. Go check it out on YouTube or Google. Breathtaking. You got all these hiking trails over these vertical red cliffs and mountains hundreds of feet above the steep blue clear waters. White sandy beaches, blue skies, green fields, waterfalls. I mean, wow. Heaven. Take him off, she says. Huh? I reply. The shoes, she says. We go barefoot, grounded to the earth. You'll see the difference. You will feel it, she says, smiling. All right, I say. We hike mountains and descend valleys, climb trees and dive in the water. 
we get so high up that looking at the horizon, you cannot tell the difference of the sky from the ocean. All the shades of blue blended together. I get so used walking with no shoes now that I don't want to wear them anymore. Wait, I'm totally off topic. This is not what I wanted to talk about. Forgive me. All right. What I wanted to say is, I got a job opportunity for you, says Maya via chat. Cool. What's it about? I already got a job, I tell her. I'm actually at work right now, I add. No stress, she says. Let's Skype this weekend and I'll tell you more. If you're down, cool. If you're not, it's all good. I'll find someone else. I call her the following Sunday, keeping in mind she's nine hours behind because she's based in California. We shoot the shit. How's work, life, dating, goals, yada, yada, yada. And then, yo, so what's the job? I say. All right, so I got into farming. I grow stuff. And the plants I grow have blossomed. And in a few weeks, I need some help to trim them and bag them and then ship them where they need to be shipped, she says. And I thought you could give me a hand. I'll pay you, obviously. So you'll stay here expense-free and with the money you make, you'll pay your flight and extras. I'm already daydreaming. How long can I stay? I ask. A week, maybe two. If we work hard, we should be done in 10 days. What you say? She asks. I don't know. I gotta ask my boss. It's one of the busiest times of the year. We gotta finish Q4 with a bank. When would you want me there? First week of November. Max. Mid-November, I gotta ship everything. Think about it and give me an answer in the next two, three days or I gotta find someone else. I already made my mind. I only gotta take care of logistics now. The following Monday, I have a meeting with Antonio, my boss. He's not as enthusiastic as I am. You wanna go on vacation now? How are we gonna handle the customers? We need to close the last quarter sales. And you know we need to hit our targets. You're still 20% behind. If you're gone, you put us into trouble. Easy tone, it's three weeks away. I'll close more than 50% of renewals and we good. I'll work a few more hours here and there. You just relax. Mm. Okay, he says, scratching his shiny bald head. I get home and I buy the ticket the same evening. Florence, Paris, San Francisco, with Air France, November 1st till the 21st. I land in San Francisco and then I hop on the BART at the airport. About one and a half hour later, I get to Oakland, 19th Street. That's where my cousin lives. 
I'll crash at his place for a couple days. To get to his place, I gotta walk for about half hour, crossing downtown Oakland, which you don't really want to do at night. It's early afternoon though, so I'm sweet. I decide to walk along the lake, Lake Merritt, and take the longer route because it's a beautiful afternoon. I cross the park. A myriad of runners and skaters slide past me. I then go back onto Grand Avenue, walk past Gold's Gym, under the overpass, next the area where every Saturday they have the farmer's market. I cross the road and I'm facing the Grand Lake Theater, one of the oldest movie theaters on the west coast, built in 1926. I stop staring at the windows of one of my favorite bookstores, the Walden Pond Books. Huge selection of new age spiritual books. Then, once I hit the gas station opposite of the 7-Eleven, I climb the steep hill all the way to the top, where John, my cousin, lives with Natalie. I stay for a couple days. They take me to Piedmont, then Bodega Bay eating oysters and clam chowder and fries. And then, we eat two nights in a row at a Mexican restaurant, Los Compadres Tacos and Grill. Bomb-ass margaritas. To get to where Maya is, it's roughly eight hours right north, passing San Francisco and the whole Bay Area. I find this guy on Craigslist, Adam, that can give me a ride up until Willits, and from there take the Greyhound all the way to Gerberville, and then Maya will be there waiting for me. The problem is that Adam's vehicle, somehow, stops running while on the freeway, a bit after Roman Park, hours before destination. Fuck, I think while he exits the freeway in search for a car mechanic. We find one, but he cannot get it fixed before tomorrow. Sorry, my man, he says while heading to spend the night with an unspecified girlfriend. I'm obviously not invited. Fuck, I think. I wander until I find a motel, the Monte Vista Motel, I mean Santa Rosa. It's dark, almost 7 p.m. The luminous red sign says vacancy, but in reality, they have no rooms available. The Indian lady at the front office kicked me out. She says customers only allowed. It's cold. I text Maya, she says, I'll take care of it. Two hours later, a car shows up. It's Jenna, her friend. I must stay at hers tonight. She shares an apartment with Rob, a very unusual character. In the morning when I get up, he is already out in the driveway in his underwear, doing some type of animal movement, Tai Chi, Qigong with some spinal waves like a cat or serpent with a ponytail. Once he's done, 
He drinks about a gallon of distilled water, goes in his room, and meditates for the whole morning. I will never see him again. Jenna drives me to the coach station. My stops, Santa Rosa, Ukiah, Willits, Gerberville, where I finally meet Maya. She's got longer hair and is wearing more layers than back in Hawaii a few years ago. It's chilly. We then drive 25 miles east, since she lives on the coast. We cut through a thick forest on this tiny, pitch dark, winding road. This area is called Lost Coast because it's pretty remote, rugged. Basically, there's only one road, the one we on. It lies between two counties, Mendocino and Humboldt. October till April is the wet season, due to the King Range that absorbs the humidity from the ocean and drops it all over for the whole winter season. So days are foggy, cold, windy, wet. Perfect. You hungry? She asks. Yeah. All right. Let's stop at a general store. I gotta pick something up myself too. Keep in mind the fridge is full at home. Knowing her, I have my doubts. This place is called Shelter Cove. Super basic. Don't get any fruit or vegetables. It's super pricey, she tells me. I ignore her advice. I buy three bananas, two apples, beef jerky original, and five cliff bars oatmeal and raisin walnut. We get home, it's completely dark. I manage to climb the stairs, shower, and then, exhausted, collapse into a deep sleep. I wake up in the morning, the sun is shining through the tall windows all over the room. I slept on a hairy carpet, resembling the fur of a polar bear. This region is the Redwoods region. We are surrounded by majestic trees and forests. This house is like a mountain cabin, all made out of wood, garage at the lower level, huge balcony facing west. The ocean out there past the trees dominates the background. Yo, Matteo, you up? Yeah. I'm down here, come see. Coming. I descend to a lower level where the kitchen is and then keep on descending where Next to the garage, there's a little lobby with two chairs and a table. Maya is there messing with a pair of scissors. What are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing what you will be doing for the next two weeks. What's that? We gotta trim these buds, make them nice and clean. Cut all that seems unnecessary. Listen, I'm not gonna go into specific details. Use your imagination for that. In the following 10 days, this is basically our routine. 
wake up with zero rush around 8 a.m. Yoga, breakfast with fermented drinks such as kefir or kombucha, homemade. Veggies, quinoa, toasted nuts, sprouts. Then work until lunch. Then work again until 5 p.m. I ain't gonna say it was a stressful environment, nor that we couldn't test the product, just to make sure our customer would be totally satisfied. No, I can't really say that. You know how it is. Sometimes during breaks, we would cruise down to the beach 10 minutes away, a long, completely dark, pebbled beach. And in the evenings, we would start the fire and tell stories until we would fall asleep. Then, one morning, Maya gets a phone call. She then says, I forgot I got something going on down south. And, since it's close, I'll stop by to see my parents. So I may be back in two or three days. Are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely no problemas. Cool. I'll get ready then. You're good with food. I'll leave the keys here. And for anything, just call me up. Cool, I say. I spend the whole day working. I fill a couple bags. One pound each. Not bad. I have spinach and avocado for lunch. And then, since the sun popped out, I head to the beach to get some fresh air. I take it easy while I walk down the hill. I pass a bunch of identical wooden mailboxes. Slide turn left, and I see the beach down there. The ocean is flat. I get all the way down till the end, where the beach abruptly ends with a massive stone cliff. The water looks freezing. There's no wind here. I feel the warmth of the sun. It feels good. A little stone catches my attention. It's round and smooth. I grab it, put it in my pocket. But no, it doesn't want to stay there. I then grab it again and with a twisted motion, engaging my core, I toss it in the water as far away as I can. I hear the when it breaks the liquid surface. A few meters away from where the stone fell, something is moving in the water. It's a seal, popping its head from underwater. We stare at each other for a long moment. Only the head is above the surface. And from far away, it looks like a human head. Especially those eyes, deep. They draw me in. My body is inundated by a stream of magical energy. I can't get my eyes away from hers. And for an infinite, never-ending moment, we are one.
It feels like I've seen those eyes before. I know them. Maybe some years ago, many, many years back in time, I've seen those eyes. We met before, and I know she's thinking the same. Everything is quiet around. Waves are gone. Wind is gone. The sun is slowly setting west. Orange sky. Then, with a quick, unexpected movement, a smile, and she dives back in the water. Disappears. Goodbye, my friend. I can't sleep that night. A strong wind is blowing just out of the windows. Trees are endlessly rustling. I go to the bathroom to pee. Light is not working. I try the living room light. Nothing. Kitchen, no light. Damn! Wind is growing in intensity. Thank God there's an almost full moon out there. It lights up the dark atmosphere. The chandelier. A blue glass modern sculpture that resembles some type of abstract seaweed is hanging from the center of the ceiling. It reflects the dull rays of the moon. A tree branch hits the side of the house. And again, and again, wind is blowing harder and harder. Hits it again, again, like a skinny, rachitic arm knocking on the wall next to me. The moon, back there, appears and disappears from behind the silhouette of the conifers. They project a huge shadow on the walls, like Moai statues from Easter Island. I'm scared. I'm alone in a remote region in a house in the woods with no electricity and it's dark. What if some random guy appears at my door now and I, theoretically, would open that door and this guy, nice and cordial at the beginning, suddenly would take from his black waterproof parka Maybe Patagonia, maybe wearing a nice, made-in-the-U.S. handmade pair of leather boots. A knife out. Maybe a Sog Seal FX stainless steel blade with a tough, glass-reinforced nylon handle. Well, at that point, despite the semi-darkness, I would sprint through the living room and open the glass door to the balcony. And, turning, seeing the guy approaching with decisive and confident strides, pointing the blade at me with a malicious grin on his face, I think, at that point, I would take off like a Boeing 747 running late on schedule. A bit like E.T. I would fly above the trees, passing the moon and gently cruising in the air. I would head down towards the beach at the bottom of the hill, where, Due to the tides, the water receding causes the pebbles of the shoreline to play a mystical tune. I would fly down below, almost touching the surface of the water, 
and encounter a group of dolphins racing in the night and greet them, say, yo, what up? And then head back up, up towards the top of the cliff and land right at the edge on a flat stone platform right at the precipice. And then I will close my eyes and take all of this in and feel my heart beating and inhale the brackish mixed with musk and the trees moving in unison with my hair moved by the wind and I think at that point I would say thank you I hope you enjoyed this story. If that is the case, before you switch your phone off and go to sleep, I'd appreciate if you could leave a 5-star rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thank you and much love.